Hey everyone, welcome to episode 152 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. Finally, after an extended hiatus, once again, the podcast namesakes are all back together again. All three. Here, here. Good to be here. Fellas, what's been up? Other things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Other and things. And here we begin the summer. Oh, it man. It feels like it already. I noticed yeah, today that it normal, feels like it. normal temperature is supposed to be 86 and it's 65, 92. and it's like in the 90s and yeah, 70s. Yeah. And yeah, Welcome on. to Florida. Welcome to Florida. Well, last week we dove deep into the world of cockroaches with guest speaker Brad <laughs> Jones, but ultimately we decided that we should collectively, as created beings, give praise to the one who created all things for his pleasure, even the cockroaches. So if you missed either of the messages, podcast or the main message, I would encourage you to not miss either because, come on, who doesn't want to know a little bit more about cockroaches? And if you disagree with anything you heard, call Brad. Don't call yeah, us. Don't call us. <laughs> I'll see if I can find his email and put it in the uh, the notes for this week. So, All right. Moving on to this week, A Victorious Life, How Temptation Works and How We Help. Oh, boy. I'll be honest, Randy, the moment I read A Victorious Life, your prediction of weary versus energizing or inspiring <laughs> did, in fact, kick into high gear. Before I ever heard you say those words, I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> me, too, me too. Because my first thoughts when stopping to think about that little bit was the phrase that I think every Christian has heard, regardless of your denomination or your upbringing or whether you're left or right in theology, is you got to die to self. Mm-hmm. And I know people, as I'm sure we all do, who still struggle with this, and in many cases they struggle a lot – And early on, you said what Jesus invites us to is surrender. Mm -hmm. That sounds like the same concept to me, Andy. What am I getting wrong here? (laughs) Well, he invites us into surrender, and the call is for us to surrender, and we want to bring him the gift of obedience in his place. Surrender and the gift of obedience in his place. Yeah, So, so our performance is what wearies us. Well, that's true. Yeah, Yeah. okay. If you give up, if you surrender— that's not very exhausting at all. <laughs> you know, it, does, it doesn't wear our minds out to think about. And of course, the analogy at the end of floating. Um, right. I mean, floating beats the heck out you know, of treading water. It, as I was listening to his sermon, I couldn't help. Oh, I'm knee deep, actually, maybe even waist deep <laughs> in uh, getting all of these classes done for certification. certification. But it's interesting that both for anxiety and depression, which is these difficult moods that, that, we, we, that we deal with every day a <laughs> yeah. lot of times. Some, so many people deal with it on a pathological basis, but is one of the best techniques to help people deal with their anxiety or their depression is relaxation. Mm-hmm. Really? Is to just let go and figure out a way to release all of that. I mean, it's a biblical thing, but it's also a very psychodynamic thing. But we tend to take ourselves way too seriously, and God not very. What? Yeah, I mean, I really do. I mean, when you get up tight, it's usually I'm taking myself too seriously. (laughs) That's true. And what God has said, I'm sort of ignoring a little bit, certainly not taking seriously, or I could maybe float a little. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's funny because I just mentioned to you before we started that we were at the beach yesterday and Ellie was like, Dan, I cannot float. And, and I'm like, well, you got to do the survival float. You put your face in the water like you talked about with the snorkel. I'm like, but you just put your face down and you just float until you get your breathing under control. If you get tired and then you lift your head up to the side and you take your breath and you go back down. Yeah, and eventually, dead man's float, yeah. yeah, you just find out that you can lay there forever pretty much. I mean, especially in salt water. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're just going to stay there. And, 
as soon as you said that, it's like, well, you just you know, got to float or you just have to relax. And yet that's the thing that none of us do very well at all. We just yeah. don't. It's just it's go, go, go. And it's the next thing. And I don't think we often give temptation enough credit for the power that it has over us <laughs> and that we don't devote enough time or thought to be aware of it in our surroundings. It's just like, oh, well, that's just life. Things yeah. are happening instead of, uh oh, look what's coming. I should recognize this. So I wanted to help us out with the definition and a few synonyms to maybe make this a little bit easier to come up with. Here's the definition that I found most helpful. Something that causes a strong urge or desire to have or do something, and especially something that is bad, wrong, and my favorite, or unwise. Yeah. <laughs> a cause or occasion of enticement, allurement, lure, seduction. Any of those words should this be like, you yeah. know, bring, kind of bring us to an awareness of like, hey guys, danger's ahead. <laughs> well, I, it's interesting. I'll, I'll cover it this week when we talk about the temptations of Christ, but we can't be tempted by something we don't want. Hmm. That's probably true. I mean, mm, you, you never can yeah. tempt me with a green pepper cucumber salad. I, oh. I, will, I will never be. T- I mean, I could be almost starving, I think. And you would, it would, it was like, yeah, I'll just go ahead and not, not eat. I got to go um, to lunch with you more often, Andy. I <laughs> and, like that. And so, and, and all of us have some kind of food that just we despise. And so, a wonderful meal of your most hated food um, <laughs> doesn't tempt you at all. That's true. I mean, you could be on this horrible fasting diet and they can offer you your most despicable, grossest tasting food. And you're like, I'm not tempted. I'll just keep fasting. Hmm. Yeah. Well, part of it has to do with your own experience too, because I think there's some things that we acquire, you know, we Mm -hmm. get acquired to acquire taste, those things, but it's not just an acquired taste. It's also the idea of that experience, um, whatever it, maybe it's a drive to, succeed or a Mm -hmm. drive to, you know, there's lots of different ways of looking at it. And I think um, looking at it from a standpoint of seeing, seeing how it, it ends up, you know, seeing the end Mm -hmm. end result of it. You mentioned the pie, which I thought was a great illustration. Make mine an apple though, please. (laughs) Because I don't think we, we always look at the piece of what it's going to be like in it, but we don't look at what it's going to be like after that. I really do believe, and I came to this last week in my study, is what lures us in temptation is it's a shortcut to some good thing usually. Yeah. Uh, Temptation is usually not all into total badness. Mm -hmm. It's it's a temptation that's been twisted. I think about we have a longing for intimacy. Everybody has a longing for intimacy. And all pornography is a shortcut to intimacy. Attempted shortcut, I might add. Attempted. (laughs) Not (laughs) a real shortcut. (laughs) There's Andy correcting himself. There you go. But when we think about, uh, you know, I'll just use a dumb thing. You're on a diet and – you just think, okay, somehow if I can just, I can, I can go over here and eat this and it'll be okay. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's a shortcut to a long-term thing. The pounds don't happen as you chew. No. If they did, no. temptation would be a lot easier in that regard probably <laughs> to go without. But but I don't know. Maybe you guys don't have this. There's parts of me that there are some things that taste really good that could be a temptation, but they fail to tempt me because of the experience that I know follows it. Sure. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like a person mm-hmm. who really loves a certain food, but it doesn't agree with them. Yeah. You know, oh, that man. kind of thing. It's Eventually, like, oh, it's, yeah, that's not tempting to me because I know the consequences of it. And, and I think that's part of facing temptation is if we can if we can look ahead down the road and think about the outcome of the yeah. temptation can be a precursor as well. But I really think 
the bigger secret is to learn to float. <laughs> I mean, but, but I, I, that's the part that I, I think you're right in, in terms of the anxiety of what's provoking you to be mm-hmm. tempted at that moment. But it feels like there's work in obedience. But I don't think we need to offer obedience. Well, I, you're I saying that we needed to... We offer surrender. Surrender. I think God calls us to surrender, and we want to bring obedience, especially within our denomination. Sure. I'll just speak, talk about us a Absolutely. little bit. I mean, we are a very behavioristic denomination that has put a huge emphasis on, on obedience. obedience. I mean, yeah. we really believe in obedience. Big Trust and Obey was the most popular the song, song you know, forever. Right. <laughs> and when it comes to food, you have the health message. So Right. And so we think about... Committing and following through as being the two big things we need to do. I need to commit to Jesus, and I need to follow through my commitment. And it's really the call of Christ is to trust and receive, which is a whole whole bunch more enjoyable, you know, than committing and following through. I mean, we're f- so messed up that committing and following through is not likely to ever really fully happen. <laughs> yeah, I, no. I re- you said before the podcast that nobody approached you on this. This is still a surprise to me. Yeah, me too. That yeah. nobody approached you on this. <laughs> nobody thinks about that from the standpoint of, are you kidding me? You're asking me to just float and yeah. not try to obey? I'm try- just You trust and receive because yeah. even the obedience is not ours. No. I mean... <laughs> well, garlic is mine. Garlic? Oh, I love really? garlic. Oh, put, oh put, I love garlic put, too. Put yeah. tons of garlic yeah. in it, but then no one else, is, including myself, wants to be around me when an hour later for the next four or five hours. It just <laughs> disagrees. Comes right out your pores, huh? It does in every way possible. <laughs> but I think maybe I have an answer for your solution okay. or an answer to your question about why this <laughs> just, why it just went out there. Because I liked what you talked about in regards to surrender versus obedience and that they shouldn't be thought of as being at odds. No. You gave us a great quote from David Benner that said, by contrasting obedience and surrender, I do not want to put too much distance between them. Those who surrender obey, but not all who obey surrender. And I never thought about that in that context before, because really when you think about it, those who surrender obey, but not all who obey surrender. And you can immediately think of your own, take your own journey and just be like, I didn't do that here, but over here I just said, forget it. I'm walking away. I'm not worrying about it. And it works itself out. The motivation of love to surrender to love as opposed to struggle to obey. Yeah. And, and yet if you surrender to love, you're going to obey. They come hand in hand. But I think there's a lot of strong-willed Christians in our world Absolutely. who are teeth-gritting, miserable, <laughs> not very fun people yeah. who are maybe be pretty obedient but just haven't surrendered. Well, and the end part of that said it is quite easy to obey God for the wrong reasons. What God desires is our submission of our heart and will, not simply compliance in our behavior. And I think if someone was paying attention, because that's really one of the main things that I took away. And just with the way that you think about that is, man, there's so many times that you've seen yourself working so hard. And then we say, yeah, no wonder nobody wants to do this because this is so stinking hard. And the results, they stink. It's not like you can say, man, if you worked hard all the time, look at the results. They're just a straight graph up. And really, it's a minefield. There's nothing good about what you've accomplished there. And then we teach this to our next generations over and over in the way we tell our Bible stories, the way we have expectations of them. Compliance compliance with God's directives is where we put a lot of our energy as opposed to surrendering my way to God's way. I mean, you just took my next three questions and you just wrapped, no, it's perfect. (laughs) You wrapped them all up and answered them because that's really where, you know, how do we set our minds if we're not just saying, you know, thy will be done essentially and just, you know, floating Mm -hmm. and, and surrendering 
then really there's, we can't set our mind in motion to somehow conquer obedience, but it's what we've been taught from the get go in every facet from grade school kids. Cause we're supposed to be independent. We're supposed to be on our own. We're supposed to take care of ourselves. And And our culture supports it so well. Oh yeah. Um, That's, I mean, it's the one place that we can get very in sync with culture. Well, it doesn't follow with our view of victory. When you say victorious living, doesn't you know victory doesn't mean surrender? Yeah. Yeah, it know. does for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need to say when people say that. Like it does for me. And then you, say, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Or oh, I can tell them that they're partially right. Yeah. Oh man. Well, the other thing that really resonated with me as we were going through this message was the Garden of Eden temptation story. And the original edition of The Blame Game, starring Adam and Eve. I had never thought about that by blaming the serpent, Eve was essentially blaming God for creating the serpent, which was her stumbling block. Brad Jones, please send a text or voicemail on this. God creates things for his pleasure. Talk mm-hmm. to us about the serpent. <laughs> but because um, Heather and I were just discussing this recently and, and wondering what would have happened if, I mean, what if Adam had refused to follow Eve into sin and if they'd immediately shown remorse instead of hiding in the denial and the blaming and all these other, uh, could the outcomes have been different from what we know them to be now or how much did they truly understand about the tree of life and all of these consequences? I mean, I'm assuming that they were still very intelligent, highly intelligent beings, but right. did they really understand all this? And A shortcut. If you read the temptation from the serpent, if you eat this fruit, you're going to be like God. Okay. And God created humans in his image to be like him. Yeah. So here's this temptation is a shortcut. Instead of developing a character to be like God's over time, which takes time to do, sure, you'll just – you can sort of skip that character development mess and just, just be like God by eating this fruit. And so it sounds like a pretty good deal. Man. That's easy. <laughs> but it's a pseudo-understanding. It's a pseudo-understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Hmm. So what's the most important thing? I mean, I know we say and we tell people, well, you know, this is easy. You just surrender. You know, you just surrender. Don't worry about it. Just let go and just know that God's in charge. And, you know, what? why wouldn't we let go, right? God has our best interest at heart. He's never going to give us anything that we don't need or not what's best for us. So just surrender. And when you don't know what to do, float until God does what he's going to do, right? I mean, <laughs> what's the most important thing that someone right now is going like, it sounds all pretty good, but I'm not feeling it right now. <laughs> Struggling to learn to float here, leaving God in control. Is there something we can tell them, someplace we can send them, something you can study that would just give your mind and your body something to hold on to as you, like you said, you're not, you're not taking a shortcut here because there's not really one. You have, to, you have to learn this. You have to learn that rhythm with God. If you think about God's love as a current with a river, you're okay. floating in, then he takes you where you're supposed to go if you just float. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's I, you're right. I'm surprised nobody said anything. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <there's> a, <laughs> we don't even have time. Well, it's well, it's, I, it's it's hard. Even for, I'm a doer. No, I'm, I, I I love yeah. to do, and so I preach to myself in this sermon, Andy. All you're doing whether it's positive or negative, sure. is just your doing. Yeah. What really matters is that you can float in God's love. You can just kick back and let God be God. I do think that it's difficult because we're all created with the idea of, and there's so many different 
pieces, even if we were to just say godlike pieces within us. In other words, the <laughs> the image that we're created in is all about fulfillment and sure. being a part of something or belonging and all of those words mean something to us as an action. You know, we it's something we must do we must to get do there to do it. Yeah. As opposed to float so there. So floating down the river <laughs> <laughs> on a relaxing raft doesn't feel like that. It surrenders hard. I th- yeah. I, there is a difficulty to it. But I can say that on a personal journey, I know a time when I floated none at all. I mean, I was on my own, totally like mm-hmm. pff, floating and trusting someone else. This is not happening. And I'm not saying I'm good at it now. But I can definitely see times, longer and longer extended period of times in my life currently and in the last, you know, couple of years where I've gotten a lot better at it. So to say that someone is going to hand you the answers to this, I don't think is realistic. And so that doesn't help someone that may be struggling. But I'll go out on a limb and say, if you see me at church and say, tell me what your journey has been like, because I have no idea what this whole floating thing is. I don't understand surrender. (laughs) I feel lost. My life stinks. For whatever reason, come and talk to someone because I think even if that other person hasn't figured out how to float yet, maybe the two of you together do a little study, do a little time together, do a little life together. Maybe you together figure out how to be this well, more I, surrenderful person. I don't want to leave this conversation without – I mean I think love is a very, very big action word. And I think that Christ sums that up really easily by loving who our neighbor is and loving God. Ooh. And I think there's a lot of a lot of peace in knowing that if I just lay and have a mindset of love, mm-hmm. <laughs> how's that? Yeah, those are just surrendering to love. Surrendering to sure. love. Surrendering to love. I That's think that, I book. think you're in a much better a much better frame of mind. Well, just when think the, about the people you've helped here at this church over the years. Not people, not the members. People have come by and needed help. Oh, right. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Or you, and, yeah, or, or me. We've, we've given away lots of money, <laughs> but but not just that. But, yeah, not that. but I haven't always felt really loving toward them all. Right. right. Okay. Because I sometimes I was performing mm-hmm. as opposed to floating in God's love and just loving them for who they are, and you know, I'm not trying to accomplish anything. <laughs> now, see. I love you guys because now only when the three we're of us have a lot of conversations. <laughs> if you didn't talk to Andy or Jeff this past week after the message, we won't be around this week. <laughs> send your comments now to podcast at hospitalchurch.org. We'll make sure they get those. But I'm glad that you said love because we, when the three of us are together, we always somehow seem to bring it back to love and, and the core of our values. And I'm going to get to this in a second, but one of our FHE takeaways this week asked, how can you help someone learn to float in God's love and grace? And just what Jeff just talked about, offering yourself out, being transparent and saying, listen, I've got a little love to share. I'm on a journey. Sometimes I float. Sometimes I sink. Sometimes I go and try to swim back up river. Not always the best at it, but if my life or my journey or my testimony can help you in any way, stop me at church and and ask me a question and maybe we can get to this. Because at the end of the day, isn't that why we love Jesus? And teaching others by example, the joy of living with purpose and peace in Jesus, as it usually does, it boils down to Andy's favorite. 
loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. Good. Good I had that. I had oh, that. What a way to end. Yeah, I came into the show with that oh, in my right. notes, and you, then you guys, you, you guys were right there to get to get us there a little bit early. But if you have something specific to share with how you might be able to help someone or have helped someone or just an idea or a word of encouragement that we could read to someone, maybe it's a Bible verse, leave a voicemail, send a text, 407-965-1607 or podcast at hospitalchurch.org. Final thoughts are from the closing of Andy's message and a true-to-life analogy on the finer points of floating. He said, give up autonomy and self-will and treading water and rest, float, and let obedience be the obligation of love, not the response to a command. If we could remember and act on the thoughts of that sentence each and every day, I believe our outlook on life and our view of God would be forever changed and truly cause others to wonder who those peculiar people are in the best way possible. Can I just ask Andy? <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to end. It's all right. No, no, no. Because I think this is a good topic Absolutely. and we're leaving a lot of stuff open. Do you have a good book that you would recommend? Yeah. David Benner's book, Surrender to Love. Okay. Um, is yeah. a masterpiece. That is good. And it will just, it'll challenge your thinking, takes you outside of your, probably your n- normal Christian thought, but it's well written. And what's the name of that? Uh, Surrender, Surrender to Love. To Love by David Benner, B E N N E R. And I like to suggest one, and that's yeah. Mark Buchanan's book, The Rest of God. Oh, yeah. That's a good um, book. Mark Which, Buchanan? Mark. Yep. Mark and, Buchanan. And how, what's the name? The rest of God. The rest of God. Okay, both of those, I will have links in the show notes this week to those on Amazon. So if you just swipe up, if you're an Apple podcast, oh, go to the others. And the little monograph by Barbara Brown Taylor oh, on, Barbara on, Brown on Taylor. Sabbath. Yeah. Okay. It's actually in her book, On Alter in the World, but it's also a separate monograph just on Sabbath. Okay, typing away here, making sure those will make it to the notes. So if you are interested in listening to any or watching, no, though not watching, reading, those are books. <laughs> are books. Well, maybe you might be able to find audio books. <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone's adapted them to the screen, but uh, definitely the books will be a link. Swipe up in the show notes and links will be there for you. This week is A Victorious Life with this part two. What do we got? Follow Jesus' plan for meeting temptation? Yeah. He's got a plan? How he did it and what it means for us. That's going to be a tough act to follow, Andy. <laughs> Isn't it? I don't know. I don't preach the next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Who does preach the next week? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I don't know. <laughs> well, it'll be a mystery guest <laughs> maybe next mean. week, so you no, want to tune I'll, in? I'll be preaching this week. But oh, this, yeah. okay. this right. week. The 18th is, I'm not sure. 18, okay. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Sorry again, we're, over, we're way over time, but this is an <laughs> important topic that we did want to make sure we didn't leave, at least leave you with something that you could take away and put physically in your hands to read. And if you have any questions, again, just email or text the show. It's great to have everyone back again today. So as always, do join us next Wednesday for episode 153. Thanks for listening and have a great week. You got a lot of editing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Shorten that down to a podcast. Wow.